Welcome back to another episode of the Intentional Power Podcast. In this podcast, we are talking about purpose. This one is packed with stories from Tangela wanting to be a famous country singer and how her parents poured into her, to Stephanie learning through speaking engagements what her power and her purpose is. The takeaways and practical tips from this is full of wisdom in teaching you how to live with purpose, on purpose, and how it can ultimately impact your life for the better. Intentional Power is a continuation of an ongoing dialogue between two friends, Tangela Johnson and Stephanie Crow. And now you. These dynamic, seasoned female leaders cover real topics that traverse the rich and sometimes bumpy adventure they call life. In sharing their experiences and perspectives, Tangela and Stephanie ask you to come along the ride with inspiration, laughter, and intentional power, as their goal is to move more leaders toward fulfilling their highest purpose, leveraging their interests and passions, making a difference in the world, and monetizing their value and potential. Hello, my friend. How are you? Great. Welcome back, everybody. So, Tangela, this is a topic today that is really um, just core to you and me both and some of our experiences coming together. We're talking about purpose. Mm -hmm. And I would love for you to start because I think your purpose journey started at a younger age. I think I came to it a little bit later. And I'd love for you to tell everyone about how you felt like this was important to you and then how you started leaning into it to discover it and own it. So it's very interesting. Um, Just I was thinking about in preparation for our conversation about purpose. And and if I'm being really, really honest, I've always felt a sense that that even as a child, that there was more to the world that I understood or, or that I could see, and there was more for me to do. So, um, when I was a, when I was a kid, I would, and I grew up in a rural area. So I would ride my bike to the library and my bike was a little blue bike and it had a basket on it. And I would check out as many books as I could put in that little basket and then ride back home. And I would read those books, you know, and and most of them were fairy tales or, or, or having to do with uh, some fictional story, something that would spur my imagination. But I've always been driven um, towards wisdom, you know, mm-hmm. wisdom not only about my life, but wisdom when it comes to other people and how they should live their best life, right? So I believe that purpose is something that we all are born with. We all have a desire to matter. We all have a desire to matter on this earth and it has nothing to do with wealth. It has nothing to do with money. It just has to do with our spirit. Our spirit is, is um, really seeking always to matter, to make a difference. I think also purpose is linked um, beyond the individual. So my purpose is, is connected to other people. Mm-hmm. Right. Otherwise, it's just you being selfish and you being self-absorbed. That's mm-hmm. not what we're talking about. But I think uh, for many people, they don't feel like purpose is for them. And that is that is just the furthest thing from the truth. Purpose is for every person. It almost sounds like um, a faith question, whether or not you think faith is important. 
Yeah, you know, I, I think I think it is. Um, but it mm -hmm. is that is that internal desire to matter. And so your first purpose driven decision, can you tell us about that? Whew, wow. So I, I I think to your point about faith, you know, I think it was when I um when someone that I love died. Okay. Mm -hmm. So my, my uh, aunt, who is an amazing person, uh, was an amazing person. She died when I was 28 and she was 38. She had a massive heart attack. And I spoke at her funeral and I looked out and it was standing room only at her funeral. And at that point in my life, I was extremely miserable. <laughs> I mean, I was a wreck, right? I was stressed. I was anxious. I was just not a good person to be around. But this is a lady who worked uh, on an assembly line in a factory. Mm -hmm. But yet there were hundreds of people really there at her funeral. And I loved her, but I didn't realize that so many other people loved her the way that I did. And what I figured out that day, I just decided that, you know what? Um, one, if I if I kick the bucket that particular day, I'm like, nobody's even showing up for my funeral because I am such a, you know, wreck. I'm pursuing this, this thing, this, this corporate direction or whatever, but it's not fulfilling to me. I don't feel like I'm making a difference. So what I figured out about, about my aunt is that she brought joy. She always made people laugh and she, when she lit up a room and, and people were drawn to that, even like people who were in her high school class, they were there who graduated with her. And so that day I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do life differently. So that was in December. Of 1995, I quit my job in, um, I think it was March of 1996. So a few months later, I, I definitely decided I was going to get my master's in English. I had already started that journey. So I continued on that journey. And then mostly I had to heal, right? So I knew that there was more for me. I didn't know what, but I was on the path. So I think the first step is to get on the path to purpose. You don't have to have it all figured out. Mm -hmm. You don't. You just have to get on the path. Talk to us. Sometimes we think we know our purpose and then the universe like course yeah. corrects us. Can you talk about what those course corrections look like when you're starting to get signs that something really is not your purpose? It's really not meant for you. Uh, like myself, I, I'm a person who's always sought purpose, I think, mm -hmm. you know, can't explain to you why, but I've always felt purpose driven, if we will. But sometimes purpose is thrust upon us, right? Uh, I was recently listening to the news a few weeks ago, and they were interviewing this World War II vet. And the interviewer said, hey, you are a part of the greatest generation. And, and the man who was probably almost like 90, he just kind of smiled. And he said, you know what? I don't know about the greatest generation. He said greatness was thrust upon mm. us, thrust upon us. Just this morning, I was listening to a 13-year-old young man who um, was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and he's created an app, right, to help other people kind of record their whatever necessary metrics to help them manage their diabetes. So these are two cases where purpose was really thrust upon these people through life circumstances. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you're paying attention, if you're intentional, Right. Those can be 
God posts along the way as to what your purpose is, because that is going to give you energy and passion to move in that direction. Um, so if you're looking for a roadmap that's real specific about purpose, I'm not sure you're going to find it. But I will tell you, if you're not paying attention to life, if you're not paying attention to your life, if you're not paying attention to the good, to, to, to the things that are struggles for you, um, you miss an opportunity to live a purpose life. So, Tangela, you were a part of me discovering my purpose. Um, I was in a successful place, well compensated, um, really trained to work with people who had already accrued a lot of money. So that was all of my years of training and education and certifications. So you had to have a certain level of wealth to to work with me. Mm -hmm. um, and this is an industry thing. And at that time, people that met that you know, those kind of specifications tended to be wealthy white men. Like that sort right. of was the demographic. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe a year within us meeting, I would just had this sense that there was an ocean of people out there that needed me who had not attained that yet. Right. And if I was restricted to certain minimum specifications before you gain access to me, I had the question, how do people benefit? Like, how do you accrue the skills? How do you actually advance? And so what was so interesting was it wasn't that I was unhappy serving wealthy white guys. Like I learned a lot. Like I learned a lot. They, they were great clients. They became mentors. I, I did well financially, but mid-career I had this sense of this industry is wide and a lot of people are interested in serving these wealthy white guys. Mm -hmm. Like they're lined up around the block. Mm -hmm. And if I fell off, you know, the bus, <laughs> there'd be another person stepping in in a minute who could, right. you know, do a great job. So um, I was waking up to the sense of there are people that are uniquely suited to me and need me. Like not everybody is equipped to do this thing that I feel some people need, I need to go find, it was weird. It was almost like I knew people needed me and I just had to go find them. And Tangela, I want to bring another example. Um, in my leadership role, the people around were not investing in like speaking engagements or outreach. Um, it, that just wasn't done. It was almost like, and I think when you're dealing with an exclusive audience, you're not out there publicly speaking. You're, it's almost like private invitation. Right. Like you're going to work with us and it's going to be a private invitation. It's not going to a conference or sitting on a panel. And I had this gift and I was doing it like under the radar. It wasn't really institutionally mm -hmm. blessed. Mm -hmm. And the people that knew about it sort of poo pooed it like, you know, like it wasn't instrumental. And that first women's entrepreneur summit where I was testing some content. Mm -hmm. And kind of using 20 years of experience to see what this audience thought. And you, you know, you came out of the crowd. That right. was, I, it was, it was a um, understanding that there, there is a purpose. Like, even though I was in a room at that time professionally where speaking and outreach wasn't a value, mm -hmm. you were giving me different information. Like your validation said, you need to do more of this. Like, right. even if you're getting a no, press forward. Yes. You know, I, and I think that's absolutely true. But again, it was you paying attention. <laughs> and so when I showed up, that affirmed. It did. It affirmed your purpose. 
Because you're a pretty direct person. I mean, when you affirm something, people know it. I needed, I mean, I needed help. And you were there. I had tried with other people, but I knew I needed a, a specific type of help and you were there. So that was affirming. And I think people have to understand that about purpose. When someone tells you, oh, you bless me in this way or you help me in this way. That's that's really coaching was never executive coaching. All of that was never a part of what I even thought about doing as a part of my consulting services. It was never my thing. Okay, you didn't go to school for that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go to school for it. I had no intentions of going to school for it. It was not on my radar. And so one day I'm sitting with an executive and they said, well, hey, Tangela, can you talk to so-and-so? Um, they're struggling in their role. And it was this particular manager or something. I don't really remember the details. And I said, yeah, I mean, I said, what do you want me to talk to him about? She said, y- you know how you talk to people. I said, well, I, you know, I, I guess. I, I, yeah, I talk to people. OK, you want me to talk to this person? Yeah. She said, you know, that thing you do. I said, not really, but I will talk to the person. Right. So I talked to the person and um, their situation improved. And then somewhere along the way, I figured out that, hmm, maybe this is a thing. Uh, maybe I can get paid for talking to people. Uh, yeah. So anyway. And so you made a difference. You made, you've saw- made a difference. Mm-hmm. But here's the point, though. Purpose evolves. Purpose evolves. So you start out on the path and you're doing this one thing and you nail it down. You don't even really realize that you're doing and growing and nurturing and maturing in it. So you evolve in the purpose. So from that conversation to today, you know, I've developed a model how to coach people. I've written a book about what it looks like. I have a process for the whole thing. I'm very intuitive and and uh, I'm working with a, a VP right now and and they're looking for another position um, and they've already, they're in the finalists, right? And this is just me talking to that person a few hours and already the shift, they're shifting. That is a gift that I've always had. Didn't really realize it until someone else pointed it out to me. Um, so it has evolved. And really, I think I truly discovered it in, in, a, in a very intentional way in my 40s. But had I not been paying attention, mm-hmm. right, or giving myself that space, I wouldn't have that be like 25, 30% of my business right now. Something that you and I both have commented on, but I don't think we've said it in this, you know, in this conversation is um, what can be easy for us, we don't always value. It just Correct. feels real natural. Yeah. And when you came to me to say, this is valuable. I wasn't even seeing, I wasn't even seeing it. I was just being me. Yeah. And I, I see that as attribute of yours and everyone you touch, like you're very open and clear about where you see the value. And when, when somebody gifts you with that feedback, I think it helps drive somebody on the purpose path. It did that yeah. for me. It did that yeah. for me. Yeah. I think you're right. And that goes back to the point that we do need each other. Right. Mm-hmm. We need each other. So if you're if you're like, okay, guys, that all sounds good. That worked for you. What in the world am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. You know, what's practical? What makes sense? What what can I start doing today? One of the things that you can do, 
Um, if you have somebody in your life that's close to you, that's a positive person, um, ask them what they value in you mm-hmm. and and what value you bring to uh, your surroundings, whether it's work or home or your community. So that's going to be A, mm-hmm. because again, to your point, it's very natural for you, right? Whatever it is. So the thing that where you bring value will be um, obvious to other people. And I will also say this to you, and, and this is what I consider, you know, to be your calling, if you will. My dad always spoke greatness into me. There's mm-hmm. several things he did very, very well. And he still does. He spoke greatness into me. He mm-hmm. asked me lots and lots of questions. He would never give me the answers. So if I go all the way back to my childhood, and look at just those two things, I was destined to ask questions. Mm-hmm. I was destined to see greatness in other people because that is how he shaped me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So our uh, calling has a tendency to be connected to something we received or something we did not receive growing up, okay? That's the thing that drives our passion. So when I got older and I figured out that not everybody has a parent who pours into them, mm-hmm. you know, I thought, man, that's horrible. Everybody should have that. And I'll never forget. I used to love country Western music and I still do. I still do. Because growing up that you could only get this AM station, you got Johnny Cash, you got Loretta Lynn, you know, and I thought they were just the bomb. So I wanted to be a country Western singer, all right? And I remember having this conversation with my dad. I said, dad, I think I want to be a country Western singer. He's like, okay, okay, no problem. He didn't tell me, he never mentioned to me that uh, there are very few black people that are in that genre of music, which right. of course is not an issue. He never mentioned that to me. And I didn't think about it. I didn't mm-hmm. care, I wanted yeah. to do that. And then the other thing that's most important, he didn't tell me I couldn't sing. Because I'm calling dad. All right. So I just kind of, you know, went on about my business, doing my thing, singing country music, you know, took piano lessons. I was horrible. Did rhinestone cowboy. It was wretched. You know, I, so all these, all these crazy things. But, but my point is my dad poured into me mm-hmm. in such a unique and powerful way. Mm-hmm. That anytime someone dismisses another human being mm-hmm. as not having value, as not having the potential for greatness, I don't tolerate that. Mm-hmm. I don't talk, even the individual, even right. when I'm talking to a person and they can't see their own greatness, it disturbs me. They've had the script, you know, and we're yeah. told things at, at young ages. Yeah we script it and then it starts coming out of us on our own and you see that and you correct it. Well, I know we're going to come back to purpose in subsequent sessions, but this was a great dive in. And I think we gave our you know, listeners a lot to think about. And I appreciate you. I just appreciate you being on this beat. I don't think everybody's equipped for it. Um, and it's, it's needed. And when I, I believe this, when we activate people on their purpose path, yeah, the world is better. You, you took the words right out of my mouth. I think if everybody lived with purpose on purpose, 
there's a lot of things that would be, would be corrected in the world. I believe that. So yay. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next time. Yes. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Intentional Power with Tangela Johnson and Stephanie Crow. If this touched you in any way, we do want to ask you to like, subscribe, and share with your friends as our goal is to continue to move more leaders toward fulfilling their highest purpose, leveraging their interests and passions, making a difference in the world, and monetizing their value and potential.